What's happening, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Magic here on Anchor, the daily station, talking to you every single day about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. I host the Masters of Modern Podcast on Collected.Company, a magic podcast talking about modern. However, this is not the Masters of Modern, and this is not a podcast. It is a station on Anchor where we talk about magic, all things magic in all different categories. So if you like magic, if you're new to it, if you haven't played in a long time, you're just finding the station, this is for you. I promise you today is Wednesday. It's One Card Wednesday. I'm back to talk to you about yet another one of my favorite cards of all time, an exercise we are now getting very used to on Wednesdays. Uh, the middle of the week, guys, Monday through Thursday, is just like, well, the middle of my seven-day schedule here on Anchor is probably my favorite. Wednesday being one of my favorites because, A, I reiterate all of Tuesday's trivia questions for anybody that missed it, which I'm going to do as soon as I'm done with this segment, <coughs> and uh, cough a lot on the station, just kidding, and also, B, I talk about my favorite cards. Today's card for One Card Wednesday is Sig River Cutthroat, originally printed in Shadowmoor. It is a multicolored merfolk legend. He costs a blue-black hybrid, blue-black hybrid, a total of two mana for a 1-3 creature legendary merfolk rogue who states at the beginning of each end step, if an opponent lost three or more life this turn, draw a card. So he represents incremental card advantage turn by turn in a game of multiplayer, like perhaps commander. He represents lots of card advantage because as players do damage to each other, you draw cards off Sig. Um, he's exactly what I love. If you guys have listened to the station or listened to Masters of Modern, you know how much I love efficiently costed multicolor things. Whether they're spells or they're creatures, if it's got two colors and it costs three or less and it does lots of things, I'm just into it. So I love, for, the, for, for instance, A, this is hybrid. It's easy to cast. It's good for devotion. B, I love that it's a legendary creature, Merfolk Rogue. I both love Merfolk and I love Rogue. The two creature types are awesome. The fact that this guy allows you to draw extra cards without paying mana, all you have to do is like kill your opponent and you get to draw cards, is just so baller. And I've been planning to build decks in Commander because I'm getting into the format now because Kess Wiley, Alex Kessler, my co-host on the show, has been working really hard on me and this just seems like exactly the card I want to be playing. So I've, I've got all these different ideas for SIG decks. I literally have three different deck lists on my phone now that I'm like almost there on and I don't love any of them but I'm getting close and I know that I'm going to build a super fun SIG deck. So I'm assuming Assuming probably that a foil Sig River Cutthroat is not that cheap. It's probably 20 bucks or something like that. I can't remember if they reprinted this card. They may have reprinted this card in the first Modern Masters, but they also may not have reprinted this card yet. Uh, either way, I believe the foil of this will be a little bit pricey, but I'm going to buy it because I love this card and I want to build a deck around it. So, guys, that is my one-card Wednesday pick of the day. I have tried using this card in, in modern before, like in a modern merfolk deck. The issue with it and the reason it's always like been on that fringe of playability, because if you think about it, an opponent losing three or more life is a, a very likely scenario in modern, right? You fetch and shock, you lose three life. So Sig is great in that sense. The issue is that with three toughness, he's always been on the fringe. A is multiple because he's legendary, B because he dies to lightning bolt, and C because he costs three or less, which means he also dies to abrupt decay. Add to that the fact that he dies to now fatal push and also path to exile, and you're kind of in trouble. Um, I love the card. I'm a big fan of the card, and I think building around the card's an awesome idea, but uh, definitely making him work in modern is not easy. True story, I played this card in a Grixis Legacy deck one time, like a Grixis Delver deck. Um, he's a cool He's a cool two-drop in a, in a Delver deck. He's like definitely an interesting one-of in a Delver deck, just because you flip a Delver on turn two, play this guy, attack, and then draw end of turn. Like Sounds great to me. You just don't have any mana. 
to protect your Delver at that point, unless you're playing in Legacy, and you can, you know, Force of Will or Days or something like that. But I've always thought this card was underrated. I always have thought it was more powerful than people give it credit for. So that is my pick for One Card Wednesday. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned. We have a reiteration of the six questions in this week's Trivia League. It's not too late to call in. Uh, we're also going to get to, at the end of the day, guys, when it turns midnight, you are going to hear the Masters of Modern official Hour of Devastation spoiler. This card is freaking sweet. Uh, so tune in to 10 Minutes of Magic, the only place for the first few hours you're gonna be able to get that spoiler card uh at midnight we are gonna post that so thanks for listening guys it's 10 minutes of magic favorite the station if you like what you're hearing and of course if you're hearing this on a different medium download anchor.fm and download and, and favorite the station 10 minutes of magic find it it's the magic station you should be listening to have a good one guys What's happening, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Magic, the daily station here on Anchor, talking to you every single day about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. I host a show called The Masters of Modern on Collected.company. It's a modern podcast. This is nor a podcast, nor a show that talks about modern at all, except for in the moments that it's relevant. And this is One Card Wednesday, guys. Thanks for listening. It's 10 Minutes of Magic. I love talking to you about my favorite cards. This is the day of the week where I share with you one card, one of my favorite cards, a card that has meant a tremendous amount to me every single week. And I talk for just a few minutes about that card. I explain why it's so special. And then I invite you guys to call in with some of your favorite cards. And uh, sometimes I will talk about those cards. I will share them. I will uh, share your call-in. And then I will chat about the way I feel about that particular card. So today, I'm not going with an old card. I have talked about old cards in the past. And today, I am talking about Sahili Ray. Blue, red, one for a Planeswalker. Sahili with three loyalty and three abilities. Plus one is is deal one damage to uh, each opponent and scry one. Ability two is minus two, copy, target, artifact or creature you control. It is an artifact in addition to its other types. It gains haste, exile at the beginning of the next end step. And then finally, minus seven is search your library for up to three artifact cards and put them onto the battlefield. So it's a simple card. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, one thing that I really appreciate is efficiency. And three CMC is about the most expensive that a card can be while still being efficient. There's a number of different things about this card in particular that I really, really like. Um, the first one is the plus one scry ability. So the fact that it's a three mana planeswalker on three loyalty that gets up to four to scry one, the damage is whatever, it's negligible. But the fact that for three mana you can scry one and have a four loyalty planeswalker on the battlefield means you have a pretty sizable fog. Like, four, four loyalty for three is decent, and you've scribed one to see to kind of dig you into either your next Sahili or your answer, whatever your next play is going to be. The minus ability is a super unique ability. Like, the, the fact that you can copy an artifact or creature means you have the ability to copy all kinds of different things on curve at a very low CMC. So, lots and lots of cards. Like, there's a lot of things you can do here. Anything from copying a Wellspring, like a Mycosynth or an Icar Wellspring, and getting the benefit of the thing coming into play, especially if you have a sack, sack outlet, which means you can sacrifice the copy before the copy exiles to get the go to the graveyard trigger. Um, the fact, like there, there are just infinite numbers of things you can do with kind of a blink strategy that are very, very good with the minus ability. Add to the fact that with Felidar Guardian. This goes infinite and wins the game immediately. And also the fact that, like, I believe there are a hundred other things you can do on curve that create, like, an immense amount of value. I mean, obviously nothing quite as good as Felidar Guardian. That's the one. But definitely the possibilities of this card's power level are very, very high. Um, and then the minus seven is kind of whatever. It's, like, not something I really anticipate using very often. 
I'm sure it, if you build the deck around it with this card not as a linchpin card, you'd probably get there. But bottom line for me is that just blinking things in general is very, very good. The fact that this creates a copy, not just a blink, so any kind of sacrifice effect goes hand in hand with this. The fact that it costs three to do that. The fact that this has an infinite combo built into it. Uh, it's a planeswalker. It's cool looking. The foil is super sick. Uh, I love Sahili. I think this card is really unique. I think it's super powerful. I thought it was super powerful from the second I saw it. It's a shame that Felidar Guardian is banned in standard because this is no longer the powerhouse in standard that it was. This is not a played combo in modern. It's not somebody, something anybody does yet, but I would not be surprised if at some point people do get to that point considering the power level of this card. Um, and yeah, I just think that this is, this, this sits at a very unique place in Magic's design and on curve. There's going to be a lot of play with this card in modern as things continue to get printed. So anyway, guys, that is my one card Wednesday pick of the week, Sahili Ray. Call in and favorite the station. Be sure to mention your favorite cards, your one card Wednesday, so that I can share my thoughts on your cards as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Love doing the station. Download the app, Anchor.fm, and find my station, 10 Minutes of Magic, if you happen to be hearing this not on Anchor.fm. Have a good one, guys, and I'll see you in Las Vegas. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Magic here on Anchor, the Daily Station, talking to you every single day about the best game in the world, Magic the Freaking Gathering. Why did you guys just have to hear Secret Garden by Bruce Springsteen? You may be asking, well, guys, I've kind of gotten on this whole kick recently of the music that I think is sweet gets to be played on the station because it's my station, but also because we're leading up to the release of a new Tom Cruise film and the song Secret Garden is from Jerry Maguire, which in my opinion is the best Tom Cruise movie, even though I know it's kind of a silly movie. I love that song. It's a cheese ball song, but I love the movie and it makes me think of it. So I felt I would play it for you guys here quickly on One Card Wednesday. Yes, that's right. It is One Card Wednesday, the day of the week here on 10 Minutes of Magic, where I select one of my favorite magic cards ever printed, and I share it with you here on the show. So today's station is going to feature Profane Command, Lorwyn Rare Black Black X. Now, this was introduced as part of the original cycle of five commands. You had one for each color at rare in Lorwyn. Uh, this was, in fact, the set before we had mythic rares. So there is sort of the flashy feel of, like, you never know. And the commands later were reprinted uh, in a set of multicolor commands just at rare. So they shouldn't have been mythic in the first place. But uh, back on the old sets when you had no mythic rares, it was sort of the, the line that you would draw between you know, really, really special and powerful and just good was a little less easy to draw. So the commands were really exciting when they first came out. Obviously headlined by Cryptic Command, but I would say in the original cycle of commands, uh, Cryptic was the most played and next was definitely Profane Command. Profane Command saw a lot of play in Standard at the time. So the four modes on Profane Command are X, are Black Black X, and the choices you have are target player or target opponent loses X life, return target creature of a card with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn, and finally up to X target creatures gain fear until end of turn. So this card's very interesting for a lot of different reasons. Um, the functionality, just like all of the commands, goes very wide. But what I've always loved so much about Profane Command is that in the kind of deck I like to play, which is kind of, I usually like to play a very tempo-centric, low CMC, eking out two to three points of damage at a time, and trying to exact seize my opponent at the end of a game. This card is 
built for that kind of a deck. Because in reality, most of the creatures that I like to play cost one and two mana. Occasionally three, but one and two. And I especially like creatures that have a low CMC so you can cheat them into play with things like Aether Vile and Collected Company and cards like Profane Command. Obviously, you guys know that I have a pension for Mirror Superior, and I always have, and this is a great way to get a Superior out of your graveyard when X equals two. So I've always thought that was pretty cool. Um, but more than really the resurrection ability, which is a very underrated and powerful ability, especially if you have enters the battlefield trigger creatures, like any kind of like a 187 creature or something that you've sacrificed for value, being able to get back as half of this card is very good. Considering for often for like five mana, you can black black X's three, kill a creature and get a creature back from your graveyard. And if that creature has an ETB ability, you're just like, just it's just the business it's just like all money it's free money is what it feels like um the abilities on this card that i tend to use the least i would say i actually think the minus x minus x to target creature is probably the one i use the least because often at the point in the game you're trying to use this card you're sort of thinking go wide think long game and so killing a creature at the point you draw this unless you're killing a creature for the purpose of getting through or protecting yourself on the crackback what I tend to find happens the most often is you make your creatures have fear, like you go, like X is three and you give three creatures fear and they lose three life. Because very often that can create an alpha strike situation where you close out a game, especially in those situations where it's like you've, you know, eked them down to seven or eight or nine life. In fact, in a game of Mental Magic this last week against Brandon S. Russell, I closed the game out using a profane command. Um, big fan of this card. I think it's very powerful and I think it does a lot of things really well. So that is my choice for one card Wednesday today, guys. Is this, do you think this is one of your favorite commands of the cycle of 10 printed? Where does it stand in the, in the ranking of the 10 commands. That's probably an interesting conversation to have, actually. Maybe I'll do that one here on the show. Profane Command, I think it's definitely in the top three or four most powerful, maybe in the top two most powerful. I'm not quite sure. I'm going to rank them, I think, here in just one second. Get into that conversation with you guys. Think about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rank my 10, and then we will, uh, we will see where you guys fall on the subject. But nonetheless, guys, Profane Command, big fan of the card. That is my One Card Wednesday pick of the day. As always, guys, feel free to call in with your One Card Wednesdays, and I will feature them on other calls. Thanks for listening, guys.